0: The Sly Guy Hello and welcome to another episode of The Sly Guy Podcast with myself, Dave Elliott, here. Feeling good, feeling fresh, the sun is shining, the weather is sweet, it's another episode, it's another week. Welcome to the show once again, back in the studio for the second consecutive week, which feels really good because we've been so long away out of the studio since we've been back. The listens are creeping up again. People clearly hated my face in my dining room, which I get. I'm here. I'm under the studio lights. I look sweet. I've got a snake rat over there. I don't know how you can type because he's got no hands because he's a snake and has the head of a rat. But respect, Ben. How are you doing? Perfect. Per- perfect. Like, how much better do you want to be than that? So, yeah, we're feeling good. Excited to be back again. We just want the listeners to just keep creeping up here again. So, thank you for all of you that joined. Once again, now we're back in the studio also, fuck yous, for betraying me, leaving me, when I was in more need. But hey, we're back. And I mean, I think I want to start this podcast just by saying um, about the general feel across, uh, you know, social media. And generally speaking, the world, um, following the deaths of uh, Sarah Everard, like everybody's been kind of, you know, rightly upset about it. Um, I, this is something I wanted to chat about on the podcast, but at the same time, I got so annoyed about the whole thing and everything surrounding it and following up about it that I just had to speak about it on this week's Patreon podcast because I felt that it would be better to cover a whole episode on the topic rather than you know speak about it at length in this. Because again, you tune into this podcast for a silly time. You tune in because you're listening to an addict getting caffeine, getting sugar into his body, getting a bit loose, getting a bit silly, having a wild time. And I don't feel like the the, the issues that have gone on in the last week, the problems that have been raised, the topics that have been brought into the into the public light are funny. You know, again, myself and my wife, we had a big old chat about it. Um, I had, again, what I thought was mostly normal, uh, regular guy views on things. You know, I thought, obviously, you know, we got to do more, basically, to help ladies feel comfortable, help women feel better, but I didn't realise the extent to which women felt um, threatened or uh, intimidated or uncomfortable by guys, so again, my basic point, I could summarise entire podcast episode that I did on Patreon in 10 seconds, that would be talk, talk to women and listen to what they have to say, and then just try as you go along to improve yourself a little bit as you go. You know so be a bit better from this day forward, and if everyone's a little, every guy is a little bit better, we're all moving in the right way, baby. And speaking about moving in the right way, I got my fish some new toys this week. Now, again, that's quite a quite a segue, I'm sure you'll agree. But, um, I have uh, been struggling with lockdown, generally speaking, in terms of entertainment, I've been finding myself. Just, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. You know. You want to get into other hobbies. During the last lockdown, we sidekicked my little Chinese friend, my lap dog, Mr. Charlie, passed away. And by passed away, I mean we brought him to a vet and the vet administered a lethal injection of uh, astrazenocide. What's that, that, that stuff called? The blood clots, yeah? The, one, one of the COVID jabs. It was a joke, but it didn't work. We, we got him put down because he just started mauling children. And I mean, as much as we love the dog, you can't maul children. You know, you can't do that. It's frowned upon. So we said, listen... I mean, like, like how the, the judicial system should be, you break the rules, you do something that your masters don't like, you should be put to death, okay? So we did that, so instead of um, having a dog, we got ourselves a couple of fish. No, Now, um, we, we let my three-year-old name the fish, and she'd been really watching this French cartoon called Simon quite a bit uh, on Netflix, so she decided to call them the fish Simon and Gaspard, which are the two titular characters of said show, but my three year old being three can't fully speak. So rather than calling it Simon and Gaspard, she couldn't say Gaspard, Gaston. So I said two fish called Simon and Gaston. And over over time I've just really got into these fish and like found myself just watching them. And now at the minute their tank's like a big rectangular tank and it had just a little bridge in it. it had a little bridge and a little fern that came with the tank. But over time I thought you know what these guys have started getting personalities now you're probably going to go you definitely spend too much time in your house if you think goldfish you got personalities bear with me both of them just started what I thought looking a bit sad you know they're both sleeping at the bottom of the tank they could have died you know and my wife could have just gone to the pet shop and just bought new fish. Who knows? But they were just sleeping in the bottom of the tank. And I thought, listen, you guys have been through the mill. You guys have been through a pandemic as well. Now you're probably thinking, well, that's weird. You think animals have? Again, whenever I phoned to get my dog put down the first time, actually what happened, when he bit Holly for like the, the third time in a week, but nastily, this time, um, I rang up the vet and was like, listen, my dog's bitten my three-year-old. What? Can you do, can you get the Marie home? She was like, nah, what do you say? I think he's 12. They're like, nah. And again, inappropriate language to use as a vet receptionist. She goes, ah, fuck no. Ah, fucking no chance at the Fucking old bastard, no chance of him. And I'm all right, okay, so, you know, could you, you know, what other options are you? Would you put him down? She's like, no, fuck, would we put him down? I think this is, you know, maybe. And this is what the word she genuinely said to me. When I'm a bit distraught about my dog biting my child, right, she goes, "Um, animals can sense. The feeling in the wider world. Animals can sense that there's a pandemic and maybe he's just acting out. So you know what? Here's something that you can do to act out. Go fuck yourself on a phone and other vets. Got a lovely receptionist over there. I was like, listen, do you rehome home 12 12-year-old dogs? She went, no, I don't. And I went, do we have any other options? And she went, yeah, call them. And I went, okay, if that's all we can do will do that so sadly we had to have him killed but then that stuck with me it's like does the is that one weird woman right you know is that woman that says animals sense the pandemic right and the more and more that played in my mind the more and more i thought maybe my goldfish also are sensing the pandemic and the goldfish are getting depressed and i started thinking more and more about that and I started really getting in my head maybe my fish are depressed and then they cheered up now with that being said I started feeling like we're going to get another dog so we, we planned listen we're a family we love dogs we want to get a dog that's going to be able to grow up with my girls you know be able to be part of the family not have a dog that's coming in and it's going to frighten them you know what i mean not a, a big dog i don't know why i made it a sound effect of being frightened there but <laughs> they, they, they want the pup to come in and grow with the girls so they're around dogs you know they can take responsibility they can look after it so me and you know, my wife can go out for, like, date nights and stuff when the bar's open again. So the kids can look after the dog, dog look after the kids. Everyone's happy, you know. So that was the plan anyway. And then I started thinking, no, if we're planning for dogs, we started going and getting stuff for the dog. Like, we got a, a bed for him at the weekend. We got, uh, like, this little, again, these weird tools, you don't know are inventions until you actually go to buy them. This like It looked like a giant wine corkscrew. But you just, you know this, Ben, you put it into the ground and then you just stick a lead to it. So I got one of those, and as I was in the pet shop buying this stuff, and then obviously one of those, you know, long, like, I don't know, like whip type things to throw a ball, got one of them, and a poop bag dispenser to put on the, on the lead. So when we got that, I just started thinking back to what that, that weird vet, like vet receptionist told me, it was like, animals can sense emotion. And I was like, again, within my own head, it's like, did she not just tell me animals can sense a pandemic? I think I'm just adding the fact that these animals sense emotion. And she actually said in my mind at that point, goldfish get upset at the thought of a new pet. So I went, you know what? The goldfish are going to be upset. They're already kind of depressed. So I thought, I'll get them a treat. Like I'm very, um, I'll be like that. Like if I go out to like Tesco's or something and I'll see like a, a Barbie magazine or something, I'll go, my three year old like that. I'd see, I look across at something, I go, like, you know, a screwdriver with all the wee drill bits in the handle. I'd see that and I go, my five month old could use that down the line. So I'd like buy gifts and, you know, bestow them. So I thought, right, I would get gifts for my fish. So I got my fish a house and a, a new fern to put in their tank. And the house was, um, do you know, SpongeBob SquarePants? You know, a SpongeBob lives in a pineapple under the sea. My fish now also live in a pineapple. I don't say see it's just tap water in a tank in my kitchen, but that's where the house is, so I spent the last few days trying to goad Gaston into the pineapple, Simon having none of it, he just likes to just <laughs> lying under his wee bridge and just be miserable, and he's the fattest out of the two, so we got them, they are about that size, now they're about that size, like little mini sharks, and Simon's just the fattest, and he just lies by the bridge all day, and Simon... Um, is miserable, whereas Gaston, he's like, now nah, I'm having some of that, he's now in the pineapple under the sea and that's where he sleeps, and it, it's a great sight to behold, it made me feel really good about um my fish and I just feel really uplifted that the fish are using the tools, Um, and I'm obsessed with them now so now that the, the tank has been, I cleaned the tank as well over the weekend, and it's just a great time nice clean tank, new toys, fish are happy, and you know what the old fable has been, a happy fish is a happy dude so i'm feeling good about that so the fish have been treated well um and my kids have been treated okay um in comparison they got blinds this week for their room now tell me that's not good parenting to buy your kids what What do you want kids oh i'd like a poly oh polypo- get you new blinds for your bedroom what about that so you got new blackout blinds and again very selfish present because my kids now my, my, my five-month-old just wakes up at five every day and just screams. Now, she is the loudest baby in the world. So she doesn't cry, really, in the morning. She just goes, ah! And it kicks, and it kicks a little cotton she kicks a bastard room, ah! And then when she does that, she wakes a three-year-old. And then the three-year-old has this thing in her head that if there's light, she's like, it's morning. So she'll get up at six and look outside, and it'll not be pitch black and go... It, and it's very ominous to look at your, You know, when you're lying in bed half asleep, and then another person... Walks into the room, right into your face, and goes, "It's morning." You go, "Oh, you're you're scared naturally from from that happening." So yeah, even with a three year old, so we thought, right, we need to, we need to make her feel like she's in prison. We need to black out the blinds. We need to make her feel like she's trapped in this house and doesn't know time. It's like a casino in Vegas. We need our house to be like a casino in Vegas, full of fat American dudes on like micro scooters, but also a child that's not going to wake up at six. So we got these blinds in. Hopefully, she'll lose track of time. She'll stay in her bed after six, and then this guy might not have to use specialist moisturizer for under his eyes because he looks fucking terrible because he's getting like three hours sleep at night. But that is what my week has been this past week. So it's been it's been up and down. You know, we've had a tough time in terms of of like thinking what we can do. To do better as a guy you know and then also got my fish in the, in the underwater house so i mean swings and roundabouts you know swings and roundabouts ben how do you feel about um about that do you think it's been been a, a fun week for you have you got anything for your pets at all you've dog don't you do? what's the dog's name Chili. hitler what <laughs> sorry i mean very weird <laughs> you've called it and what why do you call matt does he have like a little mustache under his nose or no, just f- very fascist in in the way he behaves. Um, no, so how old is he? Uh, seven. Nice. And is he? He was first then, and yeah. then the kids. And how has how was he with the kids as they were born? He was totally fine. Totally fine. Because whenever we first brought Holly in, this, who's my three year old when she was newborn, Charlie just barked barked, and then settled eventually, and then he bit her, which, again, ultimately, that's like like an arc of a film, you know, at the very beginning, they meet, you know, Charlie doesn't like her, he barks, he barks, she obviously gets disturbed by his bark, in the end, goes full circle, she gets her vengeance, he finally bites her, she has him put to death, you know, so it's, it is swings and roundabouts, and so yeah, you're okay with that, the dog is cool, It's, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, and you have found that to be okay cause we're getting another dog as I said there and I'm a little bit chipped myself that it's going to be a nightmare but be there. yeah did did, did did you cope or was there any times you are like I wish I didn't have kids or like obviously for, that, that shows you how much I love dogs first thought is get rid of the kids put them to the boss, questioned the dog a few times. yeah yeah but listen it's one of those things I'm very much a, a believer myself in that if you're in the doldrums, if you're going to go down on the ship, you may as well fucking go down bells and whistles. Like, so if you're going to do it, like the time I decided it'd be a good idea to get married, move house and have a child all in the space of a matter of months. You know, I thought that's whenever I, I had my, uh, w- what we like to call my house, mental breakdown. That's the point whenever my wife was like, you need to go see a doctor because you've lost your marbles. And I was like, okay, when you put it like that, she's like, you're wearing like, <laughs> at one point she was like, what 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 are you like? What what are you doing? And I went. Like, what do you mean? Because you just went to the shop to get apples. You don't eat apples because you know it's weird. You went to the shop to get apples wearing a pair of tracksuit bottoms, a coat, and brown leather shoes. And she's like, "That's not why you're out in public like that." And I was like, "Oh, it's just what was at hand." And then after that, a few days later, like she didn't, you know, worry that it was at the shop or not. She just came in and was like, "You haven't left the house in three days or got changed." And I was like, "Yeah, the thing with that is I don't want to." And she went there's something wrong there. And I went, what do you mean? And then she's like, you haven't gone to the gym, you haven't left the house, you haven't, you're eating bad, what's wrong? And I just was like, had this real fear, I can't go to the gym. Uh, and then I realized something wrong with my bones. And I went to the doctor, had a chat about it. He told me I'd have to go to a thing called recovery college. Thankfully he didn't have to go to that. It's all gravy. But when I take a lot on my plate, that's whenever the cracks start to show. So what I'm saying is over the next, few months once the dog comes on board if this podcast you know you know whenever the lockdown happened the podcast went to my dining room if in the next few months the podcast goes into the ether and doesn't happen you'll know why this guy boom so you know that's that's where we're at but i'm looking forward to it again i'm trying to be positive i think the dog will be it'll be good for exercise it'll be good for teaching the kids about death And is not what you get dogs for. Why, why do you get a dog because you love animals? No, as an educational tool to teach my children about death. So when inevitably their grandparents bite the dust, you can be like, remember when Sparky died, it was shit and you get over it. And they'll go, yes, that's what's going to happen to Granny and Granda too. And then Granny and Granda are also going to be put into like one of those mini egg tubes and just fucked into the sea as well. So that's what's going to happen. But look, we're all good about it. We're all good in the hood and looking forward to having a dog. Um, And the dog will be added to my census form because we did that as well this week. Exc- this is what happens when you're stuck inside. You get to have banter like this. We did the census form. which is, Have you done your census form, Ben? I did. And obviously a lot of the listeners of the podcast know I'm a big advocate of the, the, the Irish language, Gaelic and such-ish. So Ben, did you put yourself down as an Irish language speaker? I'm fucking bastardish, right there. This guy. I, I'm, can you please do me a favor? Trans, put subtitles on to what that means. I will say it one more time. I'm fucking bastardish. This guy. I'll tell you what that means afterwards. You can put it on anyway. So yeah, obviously, I put that I'm a big um, Irish language speaker. There, I also put that I'm Ulster Scots speaker. Are you an Ulster Scots speaker? Um, okay, well that would be undeadly arsehole, is what this guy would be in Ulster Scots. So I yeah, put that in, filling out the census, again had an epiphany during the census, thinking to myself, isn't it funny that we're doing a census? Did you think that, Ben? Isn't it funny we're doing a census? Everyone has to do a census or else you get, is it fined or do you get put in prison? Yeah, so you get a £1,000 fine. I thought, I, in my head, I was, like, turning up to as Turning up to MacGabry, being like, sorry, I didn't do my census. And I, oh, you don't go to prison here? I was like, listen, I am coming... Like, that's the sort of... That's the level of tight I want people to be. Tighten yourselves. Go to MacGabry and say, listen, put me inside. I haven't done my census form. And actually, death penalty, really. So I, I've done my census form. But what I was thinking during that was, like, people will, will not not do the census. People will be like, oh, i got to do it, I don't want to get a £1,000 fine. So fill out all their information, who's in their house, what their religion is, what their job is, what age they are, how much to earn, all this information, no problem, pump it into a census. But we'll have issues about getting a wee vaccine to make you feel better because the government are watching you. So do a census where you tell the government everything about yourself. But you have to be like, no, because they're going to stick fucking needles in my arm, and they're going to put the on M.I. There's going to have Skynet in my arm, and they'll know what I'm at, and they'll track me. Stupid. they track you with your mobiles. They're tracking you with your senses. We're already fucked. See if the government want to fuck us. We're, like, basically what has happened, Ben you know what has happened and again this is education for me and I know we've said before in the podcast you come to this podcast for news a lot of people come to this they don't watch the news anymore a lot of people say the news is too doom and gloom well listen to Dave Elliott for facts about news about politics about the government are you ready for some facts about the government Ben yep. do what are those things called stirrups is it that that, that women um, put their feet on when they're given birth Yes. What the government do to you is they put your feet on stirrups, okay? They spread your legs wide open. They put, like, it's like a reverse, what's that thing called? You have one in your garage where you clamp things on. A vice? Is that a vice? They have, like, an anal vice. They put up your ass and they reverse. Rather than tighten it, they open it nice and wide. And then the government, both fists and also the wee dicks, in your ass because the government can fuck you already they already have you on stirrups your arse is gaped you're already fucked so just get the injection that's my that's my advice news to you get the injection let's get out in the world again let's bring back stand up comedy let's have a good time because the government they're already double fist fucking us alright so let's just admit we're going down regardless we can't change it get the vaccine so I can go to Turkey for cheap liposuction boom now That's what you come here for politics. Now, speaking of politics, I want to talk about a certain politician today. Um, A politician who, to be fair, up until today, I held in very high esteem. I thought this guy was a man of the people. I thought this guy was a forward-thinking, modern, you know, politician, a, a politician for one and a politician for all. And you know who that politician is, Ben? Jim Wells. For, I don't know if it's formerly of the DUP or of the DUP, but Jim Wells. Then I saw something today. I think it was Paula Bradshaw um, of, of the uh, Alliance Party put up um a tweet saying that she had been putting a motion forward about um abortion and the debate around that. And Jim Wells, again, the man of the people, the forward-thinking, modern open-minded guy that he is stood behind her and heckled her the whole way through which by the way not a sweet move if you're Jim Wells so I thought you know when she she put a tweet up tagged Jim Wells I thought to myself listen if she's going to make this about him I'm interested to hear what Jim has to say in response because I'm sure it'll be very it'll be very open-minded because that's the kind of guy he is he'll be open-minded he'll not take it to heart he will respond in a measured mature manner so i clicked on jim wells twitter handle and by the way this is what it is Ben. you put along the bottom of, of here it's at jim wells mla at go follow jim wells at jim wells mla so i hit on at jim wells mla and you know what i discovered ben this He blocked me. Jim Wells, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, has blocked your boy on Twitter. Now, I had a long think about this to be like, oh no, how have I offended Jim Wells? What have I done to offend Jim Wells to the point that he will block my Twitter account? And I thought, yes, every time I make a joke about people being backward, um, offensive, hate-filled twats. I reference Jim Wells, okay? Every time I do it, I reference him. Then I thought as well about a particular time when I saw him, I think it was in Good Morning Britain. And after seeing him there, he had a shaved head. So he'd gone through his metamorphosis. of To begin with, he looked like this nerd guy with like a fringe and wasn't a sweet look, obviously. Then he sort of started coming out. Once he got booted out of DUP, he started sporting this new style, like real sassy, like a blowout haircut, and he was all, oh, yeah, say what I want, and do what I want, and fuck you, aren't he? And then he turns out with his bald head, so I just thought, this is the metamorphosis of Jim Wells into Voldemort. So, I made a picture of the transition into Voldemort, as you can see on this particular image here. And I mean, Jim must have seen that, and somehow got offended. Now what he should have done as a politician, as a, a man keen on debate. I, I mean he used that term lightly keen on debate. Um he should have just met he should have just added me, said, Hey Dave, what the fuck's going on boy? You know, why why are you putting this up? And I'd be like, Jim, listen, I am a satirical political stand up comedian. I'm just making a reference to the fact that hey, you've shaved your head, you know, you you physically look a little bit like Voldemort from Harry Potter and also you're a really evil bastard. And just that was the link that I was doing. Voldemort and you have a lot of things in common. You know, you're both, you know, you these are both special kind of guys. You and, and Voldemort are both I'm trying to think of the word, Ben, what what's the word that I would say that Jim Wells and Voldemort would be? Jim Wells and Voldemort are both a pair of s- sly guys. You know, they're both they're both sly guys, let's just say that. And that was all, all I wanted to say, and, and he's blocked me. So what I want everyone to do is um, go onto Twitter and just ask Jim Wells, why? Just say Jim, tag him, at Jim Wells, and I'm like, why? And then justice for Davey, hashtag justice for Davey. Find out what we can do, because I know a lot, a lot of people have, like, whenever I put a thing out before, if I would have guests on the podcast, Jim Wells was always mentioned. People wanted Jim Wells as a guest. On this podcast, oddly enough, the one appears Morgan as well, which again, you know, he would I wouldn't, wouldn't <clears throat> I would find it difficult chatting to him. He's a fucking bit of a wasic like. But he was one. Jim Wells was one, and then also that gay guy out of Pineapple Dance Studios. People always wanted to see me chat with Louis Spence, you know. And I mean, I think listen, if ever there was a duo that should do a podcast together, me and Louis Spence, a lot in common. Both very flexible guys if you know I don't know why I'm raising my eyebrows both very flexible guys if you know what I mean and I just by that I mean athletic and exercise okay but Louis if you're listening come on <laughs> Sound like, that sounds like trying to pull him there doesn't it Louis come on the podcast Louis come on and Jim unblock me because I want to have a bit more crack with you I want to be friends again you and me bro, bros bro you, you agree and you know, now as well as being a podcaster, I'm a broadcaster. Which sounds like a fifty cent lyric. You know, I used to be a podcaster now, I'm a broadcaster. And that's true. And I'm going to be again, when this podcast goes out, Ben, it's gonna be Thursday. I'll been on the television with the Ray of Lockdown show. It'll have happened. It'll be on BBC. I'm actually dressed, basically. I'm wearing the same I'm wearing the same top. <laughs> so if you've watched the the Ray of Lockdown Wednesday night on St Patrick's night, this is gonna look like this is me hungover, the day after St Patrick's Day, <laughs> oh, after the re of lockdown, and I mean, it's it's gonna be good one way or other. So the way I look at it, hopefully, you know, when we filmed it and shot it and stuff, I thought this will be and this will be a pretty good show. because obviously, it's a lot of fun we do in the radio, um, but how do we translate that to TV? Tried to figure it out. I think we have done it, and hopefully, it'll work well on the TV. Again, if it doesn't, I'm a comedian. I get stand up material out of it. So every cloud has a silver lining. But have you ever looked at a cloud with actual It doesn't really have silver. That's just a stupid saying. It's a load of balls. If it doesn't work, Jim Wells will unblock me and troll me on Twitter, which is fair. So yeah, hopefully everyone enjoyed that. If you haven't seen it, watch it on, on the iPlayer. Ben, have you watched my show? <laughs> Again, this is weird because it hasn't been on TV yet. But ben, did, did you watch my show last night? Yeah, it was great. Great. What was your favourite bit? Uh, the bit we... You- Nice, and any particular moment in the show other than just what we did? Uh, my it's a great show, alright. Nice, I know you're a big fan of, of 90s electro dance. Absolutely. Nice, what's your favourite uh, 90s dance band? The second band that you played? Or or, you Scatman, know. nice. So nice. And yeah. um, what's weird about Scatman is apparently, you know, this guy is very much into people tre- excreting. On him, but at the time we just thought it was just a guy going boop, boop, scooby be boop, boop. But apparently, glass tables, you know, that's all, all I'm saying about that. So, yeah, hopefully, people enjoyed the show. And you know, if you didn't, <laughs> not a lot I can do about it now, but yeah, that's what I got up to this week. Wore this, that was a lot of fun actually to do. It's the first time I've done a TV show where I've kind of like been hosting it, you know, I've done. I've done been on the sketch show before, which um, uh, I don't want to offend anybody when I say this, but again, I spoke about what the scat man's into. That show was what the scat man's into, yeah, um, a lot of it, like probably not so much that it would overflow the glass table, but listen, there was an opportunity which at the time I thought was going to lead to, you know, full time comedy career, and guess what? It did not that still not. So, hopefully, this works well. and People like it, and we can we can do that again. But it was a lot of fun to shoot. A lot of fun to um you know be involved in the production team. Were really great, and um, the execs and all. Load of fun. The whole day out was great. Especially during when we've been stuck indoors to get to actually go and shoot a TV show with other people that aren't you know your family. It was a lot of fun. Again, I was a bit because I was feeling a wee bit uneasy about the whole thing and, like, leaving the house. And, you know, we sort of get cabin fever over the last year and we sort of think things, you know, you don't feel safe, if you will, in certain situations. And, you know, like people have, you know, in America, Ben, if they're travelling, they have, like, I think, could you look that up? Is it, like, a safety animal or something people have? Um, is it one of those? Could you check that up for me? Is it, like, a there's an actual phrase for, like, Animals you take on a plane for comfort, maybe type a. animals. Animals you take on a plane for comfort, um, has a certain name, a name to it. I don't know what's called, like personal, yeah. Airplane, let's see. Animals you take on airplanes, emotional support animals. That's the phrases. So people have emotional support animal animals that they bring with them during difficult times. Let me see. Can I look at this, um. So, like, a lot of people have pigs and ducks and stuff that they just bring on planes, Dalmatians, to make them feel really good. Um, whereas myself, I insisted on bringing Simon and Gaston to the shoot, which was a lot, a hard job, but it made me feel much better that I had them. And it was, yeah, a lot of time, didn't actually need to bring the fish out of the car, so they just basically sat in the footwell in my car for seven hours while I shot this TV show. But they had a good time. They, they got out of the house, I got out of the house. It was a lot of fun, and hopefully the final product... It's good. And if it isn't, you mean, who cares? Don't watch it. But if it's good, watch it. Probably watch it back. The more you watch it, the better. But who cares? I like it. each of their own. Fuck you. And speaking of things that I want to talk about, Ben, how long have we been talking on this stupid episode for? Half an hour. Half an hour, there you go. What about that? 45-minute podcast up my balls. There we go. Um, what do what I need to talk about? Oh, that's right. I'm doing a show. (laughs) I mean, every week I forget about this. I'm like, there's always something I meant to talk about. My show at the Ulster Hall, um, Pillow Talk, brand new stand up show on the 17th of December at the Ulster Hall. As it stands, at the minute, tickets are selling like actual hotcakes, like hotcakes from a Greg's seal. No, they're 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 going out the door. If you actually can see here, Ben, can you put the graphic of of the tickets? See there in the sign. How good is this te- technology here? You can see the green dots are the seats that are left. The gray ones all gone. So as you can see not a lot left. So if you want to come to the sh- to the show, obviously, maybe if you want to if you want to ejaculate as well. Apparently, buying tickets to my show stimulates ejaculation in both male, female. Or non gender specific humans and animals so if you're like me and you have an emotional support goldfish they'll ejaculate and re bowl and you have to clean your bowl if you buy tickets to my show if you're there with your boyfriend your girlfriend your wife your husband your partner the person you're having an affair with mass ejaculation they'll be, they'll just come like the, the moonies is that a cult I don't know but we'll all just come together so get tickets go to um probably just go to the Hall the website or Ticketmaster to get your tickets. If you just go through my social media, you'll get the link on my profile. It's on my Instagram page, which is Dave LA Comedy. Ben, get that across here, Dave LA Comedy, if you haven't already liked and subscribed, do that. While we're on the subscribe train, what, we, what Ben and I want to really push is also subscribing to the YouTube channel. So if you're watching this face now on YouTube, rather than just tune in every week they'll look at me, subscribe and then it'll just be there for you every week to watch a new episode of the podcast. Benny gonna promise that we're gonna be in the studio every week or else a new studio, if we get a new studio, who knows we're we're gonna make a video podcast every week where possible and if so comes a time where Ben can't produce the podcast for whatever reason, we'll try and bank it in advance you know, or else I'll be back in my bastard dining room again and all you fucks that don't like looking at a flat earth map will stop listening to the podcast. But I mean, I think it's good. This is the second week in a row we've being here. I'm glad people are enjoying being back in the studio. Hopefully, Ben, we've got some clips out of this episode. Um, we don't know. Again, what I would like you to do personally, Ben, is can you take the clip of my, me and send it directly to DUP and ask them for answers as to why Jim Wells has blocked me on Twitter. My favourite icon. I mean, people are like, who are your idols in life? I say Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ricky Gervais, Cat Williams, Jim Wells. And also Madonna, but we'll not worry about that. So, Jim, unblock me. Let me on the follow train and we'll be grand, please. Speaking of follow trains too, wow, my segues this week have been something else. Speaking of follow trains, if you want to follow for bonus content, you want an extra podcast every week, both video and audio... Plus, at the minute, the new series that I'm doing, Serial Killing It, which is being received really well by people, which is a serial killing podcast slash comedy because I'm not a true crime buff. I don't know enough about it to just do a sole true crime episode, but I can take the piss. So it's a it's a com- comedy angle on some real serious shit, all right? So get over to the... Uh, the Patreon, if you want that, you can subscribe for five or a month, which means you can get this podcast early. Again, have you sorted the the technical problems, Ben, with the the video, so I can get the damn podcast out early for the patrons this week? Hopefully. Hope no, try again, Ben. Have you sorted? Yes. Yes. There we go. Um, <laughs> it'll be out there early for the patrons. I mean, listen, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast and not watching the video, I threaten Ben with a vibrator. That's, like, you talk about people running countries with an iron fist. I run this podcast with a rubber fist, all right? So just watch it. Um. So, yeah, that's going to be out early for patrons as well. Any bonus content that I do outside of podcasts, whether that be sketches, other bits and bobs. They we're going to do the Champions League of Weird, yes, so that'll be... On there, we just need to again connect a bit more because obviously the last six weeks or whatever, we've we've not really seen each other. So we're gonna go for a wee meeting during the week sometime once we are a bit less busy. Make a plan. Put more stuff on Patreon. So for people paying the fiver, which is actually four fifty in actual points, five hundred dollars, whatever, you get all that. If you just want the bonus podcast, so you want the the Patreon bonus podcast and Serial Killing a podcast. $2 a week, which is pound fifty. so not even a week, a month, $2 a month, you get access to four two podcasts a week, so that's what, eight podcasts a month, I listen, I didn't do very well at maths at school, so I think, Ben is at eight in a month, yeah, four times two is seven plus one, is eight, so there you have it, listen, I need to call myself Weinstein there, but then I realised... <laughs> That's a kind of problem. Einstein, but then Weinstein is a hit. I'm not Weinstein or Einstein. I'm a, I'm a dumb son guy. But yeah, get over to Patreon. That's a fun time. Um, and also speaking of fun times, the podcast is brought to you by my sponsors. As usual, I'm sponsored by these great companies. Um, first of all, it's Manscaped. We're brought to you by Manscaped. Now, I know a lot of men probably at the minute, quite rightly, feel like they want to cut their cocks off. That's fair. But with Manscaped, that's not going to happen. Um, Manscaped have a perfect package, 3.0, that has all the right tools for the job. Providing that the job is shaving your pubes. If the job was like a special needs school classroom assistant, probably not appropriate. But if the, the job is shaving pubes, Manscaped... Is the company for you. So if you hate your pubes as much as Jim Wells hates me or the gays, fucking ticket right there. Manscaped is the ticket. This wee baby right here, the Lawnmower 3.0, is a waterproof and skin safe trimmer that reduces nicks to your two best friends, your balls and your dick. Now, what it will say is this if, for example, you're not in the mood to shave, know this is waterproof. It's quite, would you say it's got a round end to it, Ben? Yeah, it's going to be light and also pretty nice vibration. So if you want to milk that prostate... You can do that too, but that's not actually in the read from Manscaped. So listen, the third generation trimmer has a light to glow to help you shave your pubes or also to locate the trimmer if you put it up your ass. Um, it's also important to freshen up down there and the Perfect Package 3.0 has anti-chafing ball deodorant. It's got ball moisturiser. It's got ball toner so you can iron out all the wrinkles in your ball bag so you don't have just a wrinkly old man ball sack. You have a sparring of smooth flesh, which is definitely intimidating. And uh, it's it's a sight to behold. Like you, if you were to see a guy with a completely wrinkle-free ball bag, you'd be as amazed at seeing that as you would to see the Taj Mahal up close. You know, you say for the Taj Mahal or the Taj Mah balls. You know, one or other. That's a great rhyme. And how did I come up with that so quick? I do not know. But listen, if you want to get some of this gear from Manscaped. Go to their website, www.manscape.com and they get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SLYGUY at checkout. That's all caps, SLYGUY at checkout. Um, and free shipping, 20% off, SLYGUY at checkout. Get your balls shaved. Get them balls moisturised. Get them balls smelling fresh to death. Nobody wants to die with a smelly ball bag, so just keep them fresh. You, never, you know what, Ben? You never know when you're going to die. You could just drop dead now. And what do you want to do? See, whenever you drop dead, you don't want the police coming up and, and pulling your zip down when you're dead and pulling your dick and balls out. Like, you don't want the police to do that and then be sniffing around your balls and your dick and all being, his balls and dicks stink. You know, they would be like, you, obviously if you're a policeman, you'd be going, why are you sniffing that dead guy's dick and balls? You'd be like, hey, protocol. I'm not in the police. I don't know what they do, but I would assume that's the first thing they do if a guy dies. Anyway, as well as Manscaped, the podcast is also brought to you by Modest Beer. If you don't know by now, Modest Beer are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers, and um, brewed here in Hollywood with one L. Modest are moving forward with one goal in mind. Ben, do you know what Modest' goal is? Well, that, no, that's what they fucking do, that's their job, they make Moz beer, that is what they actually do. But the goal is to bring exceptional brews to the already burgeoning market. That's what they want to do, they want to bring brews to the local craft beer market and just add to it. They're not here to revolutionise it, they're not here to try and take over, it's not Conor McGregor. It's just a beer that tastes really good. It's joyous. It's honest. It's responsible and it's modest. And if you're keen to know more about Modest Beer, please check out their Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Modest Beer or visit their website uk to find out your nearest stockist. You know what, Ben? Are you going to drink some Modest Beer? Did you drink some Modest Beer on St. Patrick's Day? I uh, didn't have any. You, you did. I gave, I, every week, people are like, oh, how do you pay Ben to do the show? I pay him with three things. Thing one, modest beer. Thing two, cash. And thing three, poppers. And all together, that's a good time. So yeah, he probably just got too paralytic on modest beer last night that he can't remember and then put poppers. And then, next thing you know. Hey Ben, you live your best life. And speaking of best life, guys, let's get on listeners' questions. How long have we been talking for? 40 minutes. Fucking value for money, guys. This is what you get. This is what happens when we get in the studio and we take sugary coffee, we lose the run of ourselves, we have a good time, we try and right the wrongs of the world and we call out Jim Wells for being a homophobic, anti-woman, backwards bastard. Unblock me on Twitter so we can chat, mate. (laughs) Scott McCulloch has said, is cereal a soup? What's the best Wi-Fi you've seen and the worst smell you've ever smelled? Scott, one question, this is the thing that really annoys me, seeing you ask for a question, give me one question every week, not three, so what I'm going to do is pick my favourite one of those questions and answer it. I don't like any of those questions. Next question. Johnny Bo, how's writing coming along for your big show? Now, here's the thing about that, by the way, Scott, cereal's not a soup, just in case you get annoyed. Um, Johnny said, how's your writing coming along for the big show? Um, there's a few big shows at the minute unlike The Wrestler, where there's only one big show and there's actually no big shows anymore because he's left WWE, who owned the rights to the name Big Show and he's gone to another wrestling company. Now he's just known by his name, Paul White, which he owns. But anyway, we're losing a run of ourselves. I think The Big Show, if it's Pillow Talk, the writings, it's, it's going along nicely. I've written lots of new bits, some bits that I think are my best bits yet and I'm excited about talking about them. So yeah, it's going along nicely. If you're referencing the sitcom that I'm writing that has to be written by the end of this month, Yeah, it's happening in some way, isn't it? Um <laughs> Michael Kerr has said Kerr Kerr, why they say it like that, Michael Kerr. Michael Kerr has said, Hey sexy, what do you make of Mickey doing a little bit of the bubbly on his drunken podcast without you? Well I mean, I think it's it's fair enough. Obviously Mick is a full grown man who can do whatever he wants, and if to drink some bubbly on his own podcast is what he wants I respect that. Um, I'm not going to sit here as somebody who hasn't drank in the year 2021 and criticise him for drinking every day in the year 2021. I'm just going to sit here and go say, listen, I don't need drink to have a good time and make good quality podcasts. All right, maybe he does. That's fine. You know, his content's very enjoyable. It's very funny. But listen, the guy's got a problem. I don't need that problem. I'm clear of mind, clear of body. A lot of people call me the Dalai Lama. And they spell it like D-A-L-E, like the way Pitbull says it. Dali. I'm the Dolly Lama. I can have a good time without poisoning my body with drugs or alcohol. I'm straight straight edged. I'm straight laced. What's your drug, Ben? Poppers. What's my drug? Sugary coffee. Caffeine. That's all I'm into, you know. But how I feel? Do I feel slightly um, hurt? It, yes. Obviously, am i am trying to hide my hurt in, in being sly about him. Yes. But listen, um... Mick and Connor Key's podcast, deck Charon is very funny. I would recommend it. It's probably, you know, the funniest local podcast. You know, obviously, present company excluded. I would say, would recommend, check it out. But if you ever, ever, do a little bit of bubbly again without me, you're getting cut off from a hedge fund. Okay. Um, the ASAP podcast They said, any tips for a new podcast? who are attracting decent guests thus far to really make a name for themselves. Um, and that's, yes, just a shameless plug of the ASAP podcast. What I would say as well, um, first and foremost, I do believe the ASAP podcast messaged me to do do an episode. What it will say is I will do that. Message me again, guys. I just didn't, didn't see it at a relative time to respond, and I was a bit busy, but I will do your podcast. I will grace you with my presence and we'll we'll get the you'll get the big you'll be the big dog you the guest you want um i will do that but well, any advice for a new podcast would be make sure that your producer doesn't force you into your dining room for 7 weeks at a time um also stick at it there, whenever i started off my podcast i think i got like 3 listens a week for like the first two and a half years so just stick with it You'll build a following, build it naturally, build it organically, build it orgasmically and it'll be good and just keep trying to improve each time. So in the beginning I started doing my podcast into just my computer with no microphone um, in my garage. Then I got a microphone, then I ended up getting a bit more um, equipment, then I managed to move into the studio, then I managed to get produ- always progress. But don't give it up. Too many people start a podcast, they don't hit big numbers to start, then they just quit. So stick at it, is my advice. And also get me on. That's w- what you need to, to have a great time. Um, Adam Shanks has said, if you could take one thing from NI and put it in the Olympic Games as an event, what would it be? Such as, I mean, I don't know why I read that as ironing, but it says marching. Is go is ironing specifically Northern Irish? I don't know Uh, such as marching, Gaelic games, or sausage roll eating. I mean, uh, love the podcast, by the way. Thank you, Adam. I mean, what I think is a good answer there is you have kind of put three individual elements together, which, if you combine them, would make for a very good event. So you would have Gaelic marching mixed in with sausage roll eating. So imagine that. You've lads just walking around in lamb bags, speaking Gaelic, 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 eating sausage rolls. What an event that would be. And i tell you who'd be very good at that. The Belarusians, because those guys are stocky, they're strong, they're built for powerlifting, they're built for lamb bag beating, they're built for a- Angelica, and they're built for eating sausage rolls, or as they say in Gaelic, and sausage roll ish. So definitely there is a sport right there. Feeling that, and a very Northern Irish game would be da-da-da-da-da. just see who could shout you the longest and loudest and just stand stand at like you know the, the place where they throw the hammer and they do the spin it's like a weak triangle so sort of. they just stand there and just scream you as loud as they can Eww! out into the into the ether that's what i think would be an ultimate northern irish um olympic event and um, feeling that boxing because we're the best boxers ever apart from no one really wins from here just loads of them um, Nome Nomes has said again what what an interesting question I I said I think on my last Patreon podcast amongst a load of miserable other things that I I talked about um, that Naomi's basically a a researcher for the show and credit where it's due she is she's come at me with another story again if I just read the first uh, line of her question he must be a good ride you would think it's something a wee bit cheeky but then you actually go to the story and you realise hey it's not cheeky at all it's just factual you know, it's not sexual, it's factual. And where are we at? And the story is meet the woman whose boyfriend is a roller coaster. She claims to have kids with. Now you're thinking, you know, is he an emotional roller coaster? Is he up and is he down? Oh, uh, is he maybe bipolar? No, he's quite literally a roller coaster. And now these kind of people concern me. You know, people who are like married to inanimate objects, they're a problem. You know, this woman, um, believe it or not is German. Now, Germany are like the are like league one of weird countries. Like, the, the top two if you're going to get weird stories, you go to America and China. They normally deliver the goods. Below that, Germany are in with a shout. And this 43-year-old woman claims to be in a relationship with her ruler. Or in fact, so disrespectful to Germany, she's French. <laughs> Sorry, it's took me a lie to my German listeners. Um, but this woman's called Gail Engel. To be fair, very German name. my name is Gail Engel. It doesn't sound so good if you say it in French. Uh, je m'appelle Gail Engel. Wenger. Um, she says she shares kids with the theme park attraction. Um, Mrs. Engel said she's been. <laughs> Mrs. Engel said she's been sexually attracted to objects since her teens. And as an adult, she's became fascinated with roller coasters. She was 38 when the artist found herself developing strong romantic bond with the German ride. I mean, the German ride sounds like a failure of your holidays. It's in a bit of shape. It would be around the pool, you know, Three we, again, Germans big fans of wearing um, Speedos rather than board shorts, you know. So you look across the world and you see a guy, big Hansel across the other side of the pool and go, there's a fucking German ride there. Um, but she came fixated on the skyscraper roller coaster at the Holiday Park in Haslock, Rhineland in Germany. Yes, I knew there was something German in there. love it. Her attraction to the skyscraper is so strong that Gail believes it's true love. To be fair, when you look at Gail, you can see why she's, you know, going out with inanimate objects because she doesn't look like the most uh, the, the most people person out there. You could she's what she said is you could see this, I'm sexually drawn to roller coasters, but since I met Sky Scream, I understood that it was love. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if Skyscream Scream can <clears throat> sense this relationship, but um, good luck there, um, and hopefully, when she goes for a ride on the big German ride. She brings a wee flannel with her and just wipes down a seat that she was on because I imagine that would be rather disgusting if you're sexually aroused by a roller coaster. Ben, why are you checking up the football scores? We're mirroring screens by the way. Liverpool are beating Wolves one nil. I'm, I'm all new here, and Ben's just you know on that. There we go. Better in babe station last week. To be fair, Ben, um, big improvement in your standards. Dempster has said, "Well, Davy." Just listening to the Rave Lockdown here and was wondering, have you ever let a bad word slip on air? I don't know how anyone can keep it together for 84 minutes and not let the odd be fuck slip out. Well, I don't think I've sworn on the Rave Lockdown unless you think calling Shane a Walt is a swear word, which I believe a Walt's a dick. Whenever I said it, I think I was like, oh, fuck. I just called him a Walt live on air. But I think I've managed to cover that by, by playing ignorant to say and I thought I thought a Walt meant Walter Mitty. Now I've given out that, that I fully thought I, I meant to the dick there because as I said I'm a lot of things and I said yeah a lot of things you're a Walt and uh, I got worried about that. Thankfully no issue came off the back of that. I didn't get sacked. I didn't get fined and again if I don't want to get fired. If I could find my weekly wage it'd be a lot of dough out of pocket for me. Um probably for Salvation Army or something, so it would have been for a good cause. But fuck those guys. Last question. Sensei Flood said, Well, Davy, oh no. I've just I have he's, I've looked at the same question twice, Ben I'm like, no. This is why production is terrible in this podcast, right? Um let me see. Sensei the sensei has been in touch. It's probably something offense because that's just the way he is. But he has said have you ever seen Paddy's dagger? And moreover, if you were to get your piece inked, what would be your weapon of choice? Yeah, what he's referencing is Paddy McDonald has a dagger tattooed on his actual real-life penis. Um, if I were to get a weapon tattooed on my penis, it would probably be a thimble, and you'd have to just put it in your thumb and like whack th- someone with it because I have what um what they say in French is le Chaude. So that would be appropriate, I think, for that. And I mean, what a way to end an episode! It's been a lot of fun, Ben. If you enjoyed it, have you enjoyed being in here. I feel like this week I, I've had a lot of fun, also on Block Me, Jim Wells, and I'm looking forward to just keeping on going, guys. If you enjoyed the episode, you know, share it out there. Let people know you're listening to it, and I can share it out in my stories. You know, please rate and review the podcast if you haven't already. Tell a friend to check it out. You mean to need this? This is a small wee podcast with just me and a Snake Rat. You know what I mean and we're trying to do our best and hopefully now we're back in the studio we can keep moving, keep growing keep showing people what we're all about and hope you have a nice week and I'll be back again next week peace I'm the slack guy